welcome to the Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpod. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but I really, really am. But first, we've got to have a word from our sponsor. And we've got a new sponsor this week. It's it's BlackRock. BlackRock are a friendly... <laughs> no, 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 it's not really. It is, in fact, our old friends, Hunter and Gather. As you all know, I've recently been advocating the positive impact a real food diet can have on your health. And I'm not about to stop, despite all those people who are whinging about, oh, why are you taking ads? Actually, I think Hunter, Hunter and Gather is a really, really good product. I mean, I wouldn't be having it on the show if I didn't think it was great. And loads of, I know loads of listeners have found this as well. Hunter and Gather have changed the game for me, so I want to keep sharing them with you. They are an ancestrally inspired real food and supplements brand, simplifying optimal healthy living by making the most amazing range of products. Their range spans from great tasting mayos, I can really vouch for them, and condiments all free from refined sugar and seed oils, to cooking oils and supplements such as collagen powder, freeze-dried lamb's organs in easy-to-take capsules, and MCT oil. We've teamed up with the folk at Hunter and Gather to offer you a 10% discount, which you can redeem by heading to Hunter and Gather Foods and using the code TDP10. Enjoy. Well, my special guest this week, about who I'm very excited, is Alistair Williams. Alistair. Good to be back. It's absolutely... I'm I'm genuinely so excited. And you've, (laughs) you've, you've done me a huge favour by helping me decide what the first thing we're going to talk about is. Because oh, nice. I just, you got the double, didn't you? You got the double. You actually found, uh, do you know about, um, have you ever read John McNabb by John Buckham? You know, I've read almost McNab- nothing. So okay. the answer is no. Okay. I don't read too much. Uh, a McNabb is this, this thing that you get where you, I think you catch a salmon, you shoot a brace of grouse right. and stalk a deer all in the same day so you really need to do it on a scholarship on your own scholarship have you got a scholarship state no unfortunately not okay but but it's going to happen Alistair I can tell you your your comedy is so good you are (laughs) I'm going to make you a star Uh, uh, uh. you're going to be good so you will have your own own own, um private scholarship state and you'll be able to uh, get a McNabb but anyway you got the got the sort of the podcasting equivalent where you managed to bag both Piers Morgan <laughs> and <laughs> and trigonometry oh. at the same at the same time. Oh, I mean, make it too easy. Like I try and stay away from that kind of content now because being a Christian, it's like I don't like to go in too hard on people or you know try and be as non-confrontational as I can. But when you're leading people astray and when I feel like you're pretending to help people but you're actually herding them into a, a bad place, I can't help myself. You know. Um, and you hit the nail on the head when you were like, actually, the first time I ever met you, the first thing you did was sort of take the piss out of trigonometry. And I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely on the level. He's definitely on the level. He's definitely my kind of guy. If you can see through them immediately, then, you know, you must be onto something. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because um, I posted up your your takedown mm. of, well, f- for, for those who haven't seen it, just just loosely, just just give us a, TLDR on, on what you said and what, right. what the deal was. So they had did this interview with Piers Morgan where he was apologising, air quotes, for all this, the sort of uh, the bullying that he did about people to get vaccinated during COVID. And they just sort of completely let him off the hook. It was, it was more of a whitewash. 
You know what I mean? It was completely whitewashing what Piers did, and he was blaming it on, well, the science changed, you know, which is, which is, uh, the science doesn't change, does it? The truth doesn't change. It's like you were lying to people. They just, they just completely let him off. They don't challenge him on anything. They just sit there and sort of nod along and laugh. And, you know, they're just sort of uh, under the guise of he's apologizing. What he's actually doing is trying to get away with it, essentially. Yeah. It, it definitely was a non-apology apology, and it, I, 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 there was there was there was no element of contrition. I mean, you know, uh, in in Christian terms, I think mm. that there's got to be a degree of repentance, hasn't there? It's, it can't just yeah. be a form a formulaic. Oh um, yeah, he even doubled down and said, like, well, you know, I didn't mean to get on the nerves of normal people. But who I was aiming at are those horrible anti-vax people, and they're absolutely disgusting. The trigonometry bias were like, oh yeah, 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 oh yes, they're terrible. It's like you mean the people who were right, the people who didn't want to take the vaccine, who were correct. You know, Piers is basically saying, oh well, I was I was telling you how to get it because it doesn't stop transmission, and it turns out that was complete rubbish. But I didn't know that at the time. It's like, well, that's what people like me were saying. We were saying it doesn't stop transmission. It's actually quite obvious that the more of these you have, the more likely you are to be ill from yeah. various different things. I mean, you can just see that, you know, anecdotally or objectively yourself, probably. If you know anyone who's had like five boosters, I'm, I'm guessing that they're ill a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think oh, there, well, there's so much of it about now, but they're all, but I think unfortunately there is, they're, isn't they're in denial. They're all, I think that might be down to the lack of sun that people are sick so much. I think they're doing so much to mess with us now that, that there's so many bugs and stuff. And I think the lack of sun is a real, real, the lack of vitamin D is going to be making so many people ill. But so many people, they just, they don't, they don't question the fact that it is 100% cloud cover 100% of the time. Every day, it's 100% cloud cover. That is not normal. That is not in any way normal. You know, you, I haven't, you see blue sky once in every three weeks. Like, no, exactly. It doesn't matter what month it is. Like, that is not, not, but people are just, they've normalized just every day, where I live, every day, gray, 100%, everywhere. There's no longer any randomness in the weather. But, you know, so that's a tough one to sell some people on. But mm. Mm. lots of people do seem to be coming around to the idea that, well, hey, if they were lying to us about these injections, then they might be lying to us about pretty much anything. Um. As ever, you've 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 gone and disappeared off in a in a another interesting direction as you're right. going to do all this podcast and that's right. and that's really good. By the way, I'm not sure. Do you think if you moved your mic away from you slightly, it might it's do too it. loud? Well, it's doing sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that better? Uh, yeah, but it's simultaneously it's not very loud. But yeah, no, I that can, could, that I can could turn be... it down. Oh, that must be better. Is that better? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Look, I've I've seen other other shows. They actually have sound engineers that that sit on them and and tinker yeah. and say, actually, can you just? Oh, and they have sort of visual people who say, can you just move slightly to the to your left? No, 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 other left, Alistair. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Stay there. Don't move. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, you raise a very interesting question about should. Because I, I, I was thinking about this as well. I was going to ask you about this, and you anticipated me about Christians taking the piss, going in hard, mocking, and it's quite difficult for if if, if you are of a snarky disposition, as as you and I both are. Yeah. Um, 
so how do you reconcile that with one's just be led by the spirit i mean my content's changed a lot i used to do a lot of those sort of takedown videos and you know it's it's and it's easy for me to do and, it, and people really enjoy that content but i sort of just reserve it for you know when people really deserve it or when it really helps people like the point of that video was to help people you, you see a lot of people on our side who get very frustrated with these interviews and they're very annoyed about them and I think it's just, it's good for them to be able to watch something and be like, oh yeah, that is, that's made me feel a lot better. You know, I was infuriated by that interview. And so when I'm sort of relieving that sort of anger or the stress that, that, that good people are experiencing, I feel like that is, that is something that the Lord wants me to be doing. You know, I mean, so you just sort of be led by that. I'm yeah, with no, you. I know I... where I'm coming from. I know if it's coming from a good place. You know, I actually, I pray for most of these people. I pray for Constantine and Francis because, you know, they're not, I know them personally. They're not, they're not bad people. But I think a lot of people in comedy, especially, they're trapped by this sort of carrot of you're going to have all these followers, you're going to be doing this. And at that point, they just don't care about morality anymore. They're just like, I've got a big show. I've got all these incredible guests. What do I need to say? What, what line do I need to take? You know, so... It's hard, but you try and just go with it. It's, it's interesting, actually, that, that, that you say that, because actually it gels with something I was thinking last night. Uh, the, the, the question that haunts me, although it shouldn't. I mean, it, it doesn't haunt me in a really bad way. It's just a kind of niggling curiosity more than anything, which is about Tobes about, yes. the, on London Calling. And some of his behaviour just strikes me as just incomprehensible um in a in a sort of an intelligent person you know i for example i do not see how you could be aware of vaccine injury of of the corrupt nature of the of the pandemic which pretty much he he has sort of come around to understanding he does after all host a site called the daily skeptic and then suddenly late in the day decide actually know that vaccines are are important for people in at-risk categories and, and and suddenly sort of going back to the government's position and you think, well, okay, so he's either being bribed, blackmailed or, or controlled in, in some way, told, given some, offered some bauble that, you know, Tobes, look, it would be helpful to us if you say this, but you don't say that. Look, we don't mind you saying this. Really, it's okay. And you can, you can still break bread with James Dellingpole because it's, it's good to mm. expose these people as, well, um, in this week's episode, mentally ill. Uh, right. You know, good opportunity to slur them. But, but I was thinking about this last night and I was, thinking, I was trying to get into, into, into Tobes' head rather than just sort of indulge my paranoid suspicions. And I was thinking that Tobes is and always has been very much about the brand about his consciousness of his place in the what he would call the marketplace of ideas i would never use that phrase but toby would love that phrase and tobes would 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 say well look i can't go where dellingpole is because i couldn't do my job at the spectator anymore and i couldn't i couldn't get these jobs on these kind of normie crossover tv channels and i couldn't get conference gigs and stuff so i won't even think about the possibility of of um going in that direction um in other words he's not really thinking about as you and i do which is what's the truth 
no. regardless of what what personal costs I may may experience in 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 seeking the truth. He's thinking, where in the market can I position myself? You think comfortably? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I've bit... wondered. I actually I love London Calling because it, for that reason, there's a, there's you on there, and you're obviously seeing everything that's going on, and then you you're one of your friends, and you're trying to sort of just permeate through like well don't you see this and that and you can tell Tobes he's one of these people he he doesn't want to see what you see it's not that it's not obvious it's not that you are not presenting facts remember he doesn't want to see it he doesn't yeah. want to live in the James Dellingpole world because like you said he's the spectator he's a head of the free speech union bloody bloody blah, blah, blah like none of that is going to be available to him in my opinion if he went full James Dellingpole like none of it no, no. I think you've got, I think we talked about this before. You've really got to take, even if you're not a Christian, you've got to take the, um, the Christian attitude, which is um, lay not up for yourselves treasure on, on earth where moth and rust do, doth corrupt and th- mm. thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. That you, you, you have to realise that worldly baubles are, are not worth it. They're, 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 a, they're a distraction. And if, and if you start chasing after things like prestige, um, yeah. uh, TV gigs, all this, I mean, stuff that you, this is a lesson, you, that, that they've got you because you are part of the beast system. You, you, by, by definition. Also, they are not in charge of that. Something that I learned is God is in charge of my income, 100%. And the Bible tells you that. And it's true. Like I have really struggled with uh, making money, supporting my family uh, over the last couple of years. But recently, in this most spectacular way, God let me know that I, like, at the last possible minute I had this tax bill I couldn't pay. And I went to see my pastor and his wife. And his wife actually said, look, you know, you, and I said to them, I'm not worried about this because seek the kingdom of heaven first and all things will be added to you. So I said, look, I'm doing God's work. And I'm not making any money, but I trust God to come through. And the pastor's wife said, well, yeah, but don't you see that there's like this disconnect? And because you can't pay this big tax bill, you know, maybe God's not that happy with you. And literally, I was so, you know, upset about that. On the way home, this guy messaged me and he said, Alistair, I want to send you a large amount of money. And and I said to him, no, no, this is too strange. Like, don't send it. He said, no, no, God has told me uh, you have to have this money now. And I said, sleep on it, think about it tomorrow. He sent me the money tonight, and it was exactly the amount, and more so, that I needed to pay this tax bill. And it was so incredible that it was just like, it was Was God saying to me, no, 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 I got you. You are on the right path. Keep going. And it just, it was amazing. Like, people I tell this story, even my dad, who's a complete atheist, he was like, that is an incredible story, you know? So he will deliver. And the world isn't actually in charge of whether you... Uh, starve whether you have uh, money or not God is in charge of everything so just mm. make it right with him and don't worry about this world like don't worry about it they're not as in charge as they pretend this is, so this is, this is a completely random bloke I'm never from my life and, and it was the timing of it he said no 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 God has told me to send you this money tonight and I t- and I literally left that meeting thinking wow even my pastor and his wife seem to be like trying to push me off this course, but I feel like I'm on God's course. And that was God just sort of coming in and being like, no, 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 no. You stay on, on the course that you're on. You know, you are on the right path. I, I got you. And since then, 
I found like my income has, has raised. It's like, I feel God sends you into the wilderness when you first become a believer, like he does with the Jews when they came out of uh, Egypt. He sends you into the wilderness when you first believe. And that's where he hones you and, and builds your faith. And it's important to just keep faith with God through the wilderness. And then he will see you right in the end, you know. So Christians that are struggling, this is something that's appointed to all of us. Every Christian will face persecution and trials. It's not some of you. It's all of you. But in the end, just keep the faith and God has got you. Um, you're making me feel like a lightweight. Wait, Alex, Why? You're making... yeah. <laughs> Why? They're doing the know. exact same thing. Well, it's true. No, it is true. But I, you know, the thing is, what? surely it's the nature of, of, of being a Christian, particularly a new Christian, that you're constantly asking yourself, am I doing it? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it well enough? And also, I've I've had people on my on my Telegram group on on Twitter and so on. You know, when they when they want to throw a hissy fit at me, or when they when they want to get at me, they will say, "You're not a real Christian. You don't get Christianity. You're a." I, I mean, I think it's kind of demonic to to, to say yeah. such things. I but 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 nevertheless, they they they, they play on one's anxiety, which is I, I'm every every day I'm asking myself, look, you know. Like that discussion we had about how much can you take the piss out of people? I want to go back to that, by the way, because I yeah. think it's quite, it, 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 it's, it's quite important. Because at the same time as being good Christians, doing what we do, uh, we have a we have another another function, which is to, as you say, relieve people's emotional um, safety valve uh, to, to to get rid of all that pent up Piers Morgan generated rage and fury and frustration and to and, and and also to expose these people as charlatans because they are they are and i think that satire which necessarily is 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 cruel um is the best way of doing that so we've got this sort of contradiction in our, our two roles as, as good christians and as satirists yeah totally but i think as long as you're not attacking the person then if I, I would try to always, you know, sort of evaluate, listen, what are these people saying rather than who I say that they are, you know? Um, and in, in that sense, it's, it's, it's relatively easy. But also I think that God's put, this is the role that God has for me, is to, to mock this, uh, to mock evil, essentially. Yeah. Because, like, evil and, and lies, they're so, once they're exposed, it's so pathetic. It's so, like, hilarious. Like, if you ever catch someone in a lie, like someone says, oh, I was here, and then you catch them in the lie, they immediately, they're just so small, and the truth is so much greater than deception in the same way that God is so much greater than Satan. So, you know, there's no problem with, you know, sort of uh, standing for the truth. You know, that's something that God does want you to do, as long as that's your, you know... Also, Alistair... He definitely, definitely has a sense of humour. Mm. I, I really find. Where this. do you think we got it from? Yeah, totally, really? totally. I think people don't get that 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 we are made in His image. Mm. And I mean, I, I, I so because so, I mean, sometimes I, I try and understand all the crazy shit that that is is going on yeah. up in heaven. You know, as above, so below, and and yeah. and all the. The, the the wars the mm. the prince of persia for example yes that yes the really the really interesting crazy stuff yeah. that you just kind of you're, the you're demons are pretty much or fallen angels excuse me are pretty much in charge of all the major countries 
you know, in some way or another. You know, when you find that out in the Bible, it's fascinating what's, what's really going on. Isn't but, it? But the war's already been won. Jesus won the war. The war has already been won. This is the mopping up period, you know. This is the mopping up period where the devil's trying to drag as many people with him to hell as he can. And our job as Christians is to save as many people. That's the only reason why the world is still here. The only reason why the earth is still running is because God wants to pull as many sticks out of the fire as, as he can. And that's why things are going to go to hell on earth. That's why. I don't believe that Christians aren't going to be here for this. So if you're a Christian, chill out. God's going to pull you into heaven before this happens. But for non-Christians, you should know that things are going to get decidedly worse uh, towards the end. But if you can come to believe in Jesus before that point, then you'll be in heaven watching it happen. That's my reading. That, also, the this is this is obviously very reassuring, and mm. um, I, I I do very much admire your faith. I, just before we we go back to all this, because this is everything you say is interesting. The problem I ha I have with you, you are one of those guests that everything you say is interesting, and I could talk for you, talk talk to you for days, um, uh, which is great. Um, but on the subject of the, the Trigger Pod boys yes. and um, Piers Morgan, what I noticed was that some when I, when I posted up your, your brilliant takedown, some people notionally on our side of the argument said, but mm. I'm quite a fan of, the, of, of trigonometry. You know, I, I, I think it's unfair that, that they've been fighting a good good fight to give you know for free speech my free speech and and uh, i personally i get quite impatient with these people because i think that they are lacking in i mean every every christian thinks he's got discernment they think it's this magical quality that they've automatically it's not true loads of christians christians have not got discernment nevertheless whether you're christian or not not to be able to perceive at this this stage in the eye in, in the day that that this this couple of really not very funny comedians who emerge from nowhere. They spring to earth fully formed with this very expensively produced podcast, which gets lots of sort of high end guests from the sort of skeptical side of the argument. Dude, that's uh, it. The guests. Can people not see? Dude, I know these guys. Okay. They were open mic comedians. Okay, open mic comedians, it's then to sort of semi-pro comedians, and they were never at the top end of, of the scale. They were sort of mediocre at best. Okay, so then the, Jordan Peterson's on the show. Ha Constantine, how do you know Jordan Peterson? You are an open mic. How the hell do you know Jordan Peterson? How do you know all the, you don't? And also, if you look at, always look at the origin story. Always look at what, what made these people famous. Um, in Constantine's case, it was an email that he sent to universities. And then Fox News wanted to talk about this email. And the BBC wanted to talk about this email. And the whole of the mainstream media universe was so fascinated by an email that somebody sent him. And then the next thing he's blown up all over the place. You really think the people at Fox News were like, oh my God, what's this story about an email? Someone's been sending an email? Oh my, get him on Tucker Carlson. No chance in hell. Yeah. You know? The same way people that, are, people that are opposition that are born on BBC Question Time. Oh, they, they were never on our side. And then they went on BBC Question Time. Constantine's the same thing. It's like, oh, he goes on the BBC and is the opposition. It's, oh, isn't it spectacular the amount of own goals that the BBC 
that they keep, seem to keep creating their own opposition. Isn't that, isn't that bloody strange? Like, yeah. when the BBC picks someone to go on there as an opposition to everything they stand for, do you think they go out there and be like, well, who's the heaviest hitter we can find? <laughs> who's the most... And just look at the, the two of them. How much charisma is there there? How much, you know, real... Negative. Sort of it's negative. I, I'm not sure how you measure it. It's negative charisma. Right. Yeah. It's so obvious when you... when you All, like, the people that are on, like, talk TV or, you know, all, all this stuff, you know, mm. and you just, just look at them and just think, well, you know, are these, the, are these really the best of the best? Are, are they really... So, and a lot of the people who are on our side, all they do is argue with the other side and... and, and they're very much, they have no grace. Like Jesus was full of grace and truth. The reason why this is so important is because you can't just tell people the truth as in like, you're wrong and I know the truth. They're not going to listen. You have to be full of grace and truth. You're like non-judgmental, you know, really sort of trying to build bridges with people instead of I'm right and you're wrong. So, you know, a lot of the people, they're just, they're just there to argue with the other side. And someone said the other day, I think it was on your podcast, the Harlem Globetrotters needed somebody to play against. And that's the role that these people, you know, that they take. You know, there has to be some sort of opposition for the other people to do their thing. Yes, yes. That was and, really- and also, did you, uh, I think it was on, I still haven't listened to him, but he's meant to be really good. Crow777. I think he was saying this, nice. that, oh, it's something about lab rats. And oh, yes. if lab rats don't get their little treat occasionally where they they're persuaded that they're winning yeah that's it. they just give up completely yeah so part of the function of these these fake people on our side is to give us little little wins phillips that we need mm. to keep yeah, us yeah, from yeah. just rolling over and dying mm. yeah. although given that's the plan anyway given they want us to roll over and die i'm not sure that well yeah but at the moment i'm skeptical about all the wins that we're given i'm starting to form the opinion that they want to expose their own system. Like, for example, Joe Biden. There's not a chance in hell that I believe that Joe Biden is their best guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You honestly think that he is, that they put him in there to do a good job? The guy is hilariously bad. It's like, oh, you want us to see that this guy's terrible. Like, to the point of, like, it's almost slapstick now when he comes out and, I love chocolate ice cream. And, oh, by the way, about the school shooting. It's like, okay. I've had enough now. So you're deliberately choosing somebody that's borderline senile, stroke insane, stroke racist, stroke a pedophile. Like there couldn't be anyone worse, Mm. you know, Hunter Biden, the laptop. It's like, I think they are deliberately showing us that the system is ruined because they've got a new system coming and that's where they want us to go. So they're burning down their own system because problem, reaction, solution. The solution is here comes... Maybe the New World Order built back better. You know, maybe that's a big red herring. Like, we're going to defeat the New World Order and be moved into where they really want us to go. Yes, well, that's, that ushers in the, the, the era of the next Antichrist and all that. Yes, that he's going to be, he's going to save us from this stuff. That, um, interestingly, you mentioned Jordan Peterson. Where yes. are you on him? Uh, I mean, this is a wacky opinion, but I used to really like Jordan Peterson and he seems to have completely changed... And I don't rule out the fact that you remember when he was really ill, he used to be like a, he used to take down the establishment in a sort of worthy way when he, you know, he went on channel four hmm. and he sort of destroyed the whole feminism argument, which I know is of the enemy. Okay. And then he got really ill 
which, by the way, I don't think is a coincidence. I don't think the, pretty much the number one voice against trans and wokeism just got really ill, you know, and then he went to Russia or something and he was never the same since. I don't know whether they've... This sounds crazy, but I don't rule it out. This isn't necessarily what I believe, but I don't rule it out. That he's completely different to the point where is he, is he even Jordan Peterson? Is, right. it, is it a clone? Is it, you know, I don't know if they have that technology, but I'm one of these people, I don't rule anything out. Like, I don't pretend that, you know, if we're really dealing with fallen angels and the demonic and do you have any idea what sort of technology, what they're capable of? I don't, but I know that Joe Biden doesn't look nothing like Joe Biden used to look like. You know, like his ears are different, his face is different. Like, there's something going on with, yeah. with that. And with Jordan Peterson, he either completely changed his personality. And to the point where he's wearing these crazy suits now, he looks like a Batman villain. I you think know, it's, I, yeah, I think it is. That? I think that there's, I've, I've listened to a few podcasts on this subject, and I think it's, it goes even deeper than you suggest. Um, I disagree with you, by the way. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I agree he's a wrong yeah. I think he was always a wrong I think that right. if you look at his history, he's lied. He's a serial liar, number one. Really? You know, I mean, that's, that's the biggest tell for me. If people lie, they're not to be trusted. I mean, Fine. duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not batting for the right team because I think that good people find it very, very hard to lie. It's, yeah. Um, Somebody told me if you know their name, they're in the game. Like, if they're world-famous, I'm sorry, they're, they're not, you know? I, I, I think, I think that's, that's probably true. Um, but certainly, people have analysed his, those weird suits he wears, which are half and half. Yeah. The, the, this, is, this is Luciferian duality. It's the, it, it's the okay. Illuminati. It's, it, these are all symbols. All, it's, it's all about the signs and the symbols. And you'll yeah. notice that Jordan Peterson is hosting this massive conference things that supposedly an alternative to the world economic forum he, he's coming to the uk in october mm. and he's and, and you can bet that lots of people will be drawn in drawn into his corral yeah. Yeah. people are people who wouldn't might be gravitating towards us but they've gone no wait a second um i'm embarrassed by my whiteness or whatever i don't want to you know i don't yeah. want to be a white nationalist or whatever um i'm going with jordan peterson he talks sense and yeah. they get they get defanged and distracted and all sorts of things um second net like if you woke up to the mainstream media and guess what we got a whole second net of people that are internet celebrities you know andrew tate is another one unfortunately i know you i think you've had him on a guest but he was a, he was a, he was a great guest i, I mean, bet i yeah. bet like you say like young men who are like oh this is guy is my guy and yeah. etc but it's like this is the most famous cancel person i've ever seen in my life you know, yeah, like, yeah. all of a sudden, he w I couldn't move on my feed without him everywhere. And they're telling me, oh, this person's been taken down by the establishment. I know how that feels. If the establishment doesn't want you to exist, I know what happens. And let me tell you something. You don't end up on Talk TV with Piers Morgan, okay, talking about how you're cancelled. That that's not what happens, you know? Yeah. So it's almost reached the point with several shows as well, Joe Rogan's show, sadly, where it's like when he had the trigonometry buys on there, I was like, oh, so it's not real. Like, yeah. like, I used to watch that, and as a, it's one of the reasons I became a comedian is that podcast. And I remember thinking, man, if I can get so good at comedy, Joe Rogan having on the podcast. So when he's got the trigonometry boys on there, it's like, oh, that ain't what happens. There's no way that he looked at them and was like, oh, they're so, so incredible. I must talk to them. You're telling me Joe Rogan was like, I must talk to them. They're so yeah. interesting. Piss off. Yeah. Piss off. There's no chance. There's no chance.
you know? So uh, it's almost reached, and everyone that, like Jordan Peterson is one, but these names of people that I used to follow, I realized they pretty much all came to me through the Joe Rogan podcast. And it's a trap. When he fell out with Alex Jones and they started, I realized that both of them were fake. When they started, you know, Alex Jones basically said he's controlled and he's this and that. And then the next day they were friends again. And I was just like, oh, okay, none of you guys are real. Although, interesting, did you hear... Uh, so I must stop using that word interestingly. That's that. <laughs> um, did you hear the the germ warfare interview with Alex Jones? No. Alex Jones, whatever whatever else you think about him, and I agree with you. I think that I think he's I think he's been got at because I, I think he's been told, look, you can go on saying this stuff, but if you do, we'll kill you. Mm. So chuck in a bit of limited hangout stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's obviously very intelligent. That he's he's really intelligent. He's he, he's actually quite articulate in his kind of you know a, a Texan macho kind of kind of way. He's a thinker. Um, but anyway, I, I'm I'm not saying that that we should suddenly start tuning into Alex Jones. But but he's he's no fool. Um, I was going to say something interesting. Oh yeah yeah that's right. Um, Big build up. Um, you were talking about the uh, the demons yeah. and the Nephilim, and yes. you're you're one of the few people that I can talk to about this stuff because you probably thought about it as as I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, my line at the moment is there aren't any aliens. I, I'm not even sh- I'm not even sure that there, whether there are any other. I think I think this our planet is it. This is this, this was God's God created this, and everything else is just a kind of decoration. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that there are aliens from other other planets. I think that what we think of as aliens are, in fact, the 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 Nephilim, the or yeah. the, the descendants of the fallen angels. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. But people, they, they've been lied to so much about history and what's happened before that. I mean, I think when when they start to reveal themselves, they'll be billed to us as aliens. I think they're going to pretend that there's aliens. I actually think that's how they're going to explain the rapture. Like when all the Christians disappear, they're going to say, oh, they've been abducted by aliens and here's a, we need to come together to fight these aliens and form the new world order, etc." So, yeah, I do think, but th- there's an important line in the Bible when right at the beginning, when God is talking to Adam and Eve, okay, and he says, um, I will create, he says to Eve, I will, and the serpent, I will create enmity between your seed and her seed. He says this to the devil. Now, what people need to realize out, there's, there's two seeds in this conversation. Eve's seed and the seed of the serpent. Like the devil has seed. There is a line that comes from the devil, and that is these Nephilim that, that are in the Bible. Again, giants, you know, um, that were wiped out in the flood, but there was giants after the flood too. Um, and that is, uh, there's lots of things about these in history, like the first dinosaur bone discovered was actually a giant human thigh bone that they sort of went, oh, actually, it belongs to the Diplomyclodocus or, or whatever, like, you know, and there's lots there for people to uncover, but to the uninitiated, you know, we must sound crazy when we talk about Nephilim and fallen angels and giants and all that sort of thing, but, you know, the Book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible, and I'm quite suspicious about that, that the Book of Enoch was taken, which explains all this. Um, yes, yes. This is this is a, this is 
one of the, 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 the great divisions you get among Christians because there are Christians who, who and it, it, it's kind of tiresome because I don't like having my wings clipped by, by, by the brothers and sisters, you know. Oh. But there are those who say, look, if it's, if it's in the Bible... It's by definition what God wants, because otherwise, because He wouldn't have so arranged it for for the stuff He wants in there not to be in there. Yeah. And, and the, ergo, if e the Book of Enoch is not in the Bible, that is also what God wants because reasons, because you know, there it is. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'm I'm, I'm necessarily sympathetic to that that approach to to Christian. It, it's there's too much trust the plan going on. I I, yeah. I mean, yeah, what, yeah, where yeah. are you on that? Well, God says in the Bible, anyone that adds to this, uh, the plagues in the book will be added to them. And anyone who takes away from this word, um, I will take away from them. So God actually gives us a warning, like, don't mess with this book. Don't take stuff out. Don't put stuff in, which for me indicates that it's possible to do that. Otherwise, God wouldn't say, don't take stuff out. Don't put stuff in. So it's possible that people have taken out bits of the Bible. I mean, look how many versions of the Bible there are. Was there like 500 versions? How many versions of Shakespeare are there? You don't go into the bookstore and say, can I have a version of Shakespeare? You just get Shakespeare. You know, the, the word has been changed and altered so much. I mean, I like some of the newer versions. They're easy to understand than the King James or whatever. But you have to see that, you know, that we live in the age of deception. Okay, anyone can see that. Mm. And when Jesus gives his sermon at the Mount of the Olives, when he explains to people what's coming at the end, he opens it by saying, take care that no man deceives you. And he closes that by saying, take care that no man deceives you. So Jesus is stressing, you are, they're going to try and deceive you during this time that we're in. And you couldn't see any more deception abounding in the world than, than right now. I mean, that's where the war is being fought. It is an information war. It's, it's a war to do with deception. But the prophecies that are in the Bible about the end times, so many of them are coming true that even an atheist is going to struggle to sit, to say, oh, yeah, I can't see how cash is being taken out of the world. You know, and this book's thousands of years old, and they told you cash is coming out of the world and that there's going to be a one-world government. Like, okay, do you see, do you see that? Like, yeah. it's hard to get away from this book and how accurate it is. They've just got to stop people from reading it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where are you? Because uh, this, is, this is another really, really tricky subject for, for us, us Christians. Curveball. Um, reincarnation because okay so I you know I, I, I believe in all the, the the Christian message and stuff but I look at India for example and I look at all the Hindus out there and I've heard so many stories um, for, that, that ranging from my friend Jonathan Miles Lee who, who died as a um, you know a Catholic he was a, he was a Christian but he remembered his 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 previous life as a as a kind of child who died young in India. Um, I've spoken to um, people who a, a, a Hindu friend of mine, her aunt, I think, Hindu died, yeah, and right. and and then was revived and came back ashen faced. And one of the things she said was, "Don't do." bad things that yeah that, that like you really it's really really important that you, yeah. you you get your conscience clean in this life now have you come across the concept of the the soul trap what's that 
Well, okay. So I, I haven't really, I haven't really done my done my homework here. I think David Icke talks about it. I think other people talk about it. But it, when you die, you get a choice. Um, there were sort of two paths. There's the, the, the light or the or something else, and I can't remember whether you're meant to follow the light or or not. And if you take the wrong the wrong route, you end up coming back on Earth to to kind of go through your to maybe okay. expiate your sins. Now, my Christian take on this is that the the, the reason Christ came to us and died and and and, and said, I, I you know, I'm the way, the truth, the life. That, that he made it clear that for Christians, this is the deal. I have redeemed you from this, from this, this, this cycle. This, that you know, this is it. It's it, you know, you, you go up to heaven. You know, if yeah. you. But I can well see it. It, 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 it might explain the, the, this complicated situation where I mean, how many Hindus are there? There the are right. gazillions of them. Yeah. Oh, are we just saying airily? They haven't a bloody clue. They just, they, they, everything, they, their entire belief system is completely wrong. It, 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 it's all nonsense. Um, no I don't know. I'm not say. sure I, I feel like saying Jesus say? Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus says, I'm the only way. So what Jesus is saying is, these other gods that you have, they're not, they're not the real God. And if you're following them, it's not going to work out well for you. So with reincarnation and stuff, people should know that... The, Magic is is real. Like yeah. sorcery is real. Like there, and it's an abomination to God. So things like Ouija boards and stuff, and summoning demons, you can do all of that stuff. And there are to you, an angel is going to seem like a god, because you know they're capable of all this all this incredible stuff to you. But but by their fruits you shall know them. The Bible says. So this idea of reincarnation, what's the fruit of it? Well, it's telling you, like, if you live a bad life and you get it wrong, you're going to come back again and you're going to have another chance, right? But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus says. That's not what God says. So you need to pick very carefully. I mean, anything for me that is not of God is of Satan. So mm. as a Christian, so when I look at Hinduism, I'm sure there's some lovely people who are Hindus. I'm sure there's some lovely people who are Muslims. But... I believe you're going to stand before God and you're going to be judged. And all of those who are in Christ, our sins have been paid for. Anyone else, whether they're a good person or what, are you going to meet God's standard without Jesus dying for you? Like, are you perfect like Jesus was? If not, who's going to pay for your sins? And I think stuff like reincarnation, maybe this lady did die and, and was brought back to life by some, you know, magic or sorcery. Like, for sure. I mean, that might be the case. But I would be very careful with anyone who's getting involved with stuff like that. The Bible says to stay well away from from all that kind of stuff. I I don't think I, I I'm not sure we're necessarily disagreeing. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely with you that 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 the message that that Jesus's message is absolutely rock solid. Yeah. But what I am saying is that there are you can't get into Christianity and the Bible without realizing that there are layers and layers of understanding we, we see we see everything through a dark gla uh, a glass darkly uh, and there are there are some there's a certain kind of christian who says i don't want to ask any awkward questions i'm just gonna just go with go with the the the, the basics yeah um they wouldn't even ask questions about the the, the nephilim. They they, they wouldn't right. even go there. They, they, it's that's just too esoteric for them. And yet, yet as you've said, 
it's there it's there to be understood um they wouldn't they just want the kind of the sunday school version of christianity and they're very happy in it and and it and it they they feel secure and, and and they can go to their graves and and be resurrected confident they've been good christians and we know we know that the bible enjoins against sort of too much curiosity too much too many asked yeah. questions at the same time <laughs> for me I, as somebody who is really really curious about stuff mm. i mean i'm fascinated by the esoteric i mean you you've cited the book of enoch you know it, mm. th- there are christians out there who would say to you no alistair you should not be going there that that is that is you know that's that's not that's not the deal it's not scripture uh, that it has been decided that it's not so i right, think it's i think it's okay yeah, sure. and I, to definitely ask okay. questions like this and to it's definitely to, okay yeah it's definitely okay but my response to it is god has been so good to me and has literally revealed himself to me in so many ways yeah. i am only interested in the god of the bible that's all i'm interested in and he's happy with me on that track and i'm happy with it so i don't tend to delve into you know hinduism or you know islam or etc you know jesus is such a key figure in our history like all history revolves around jesus you know is that the same case of these other gods you know we live in 2023 years after you know the hindu god you know our calendar revolves around the name of jesus you know our time revolves around the name of jesus and when i study the things that jesus said i see the truth in all of it like People who think Jesus wasn't really the son of God, that he was lying. I asked them, to, well, tell me another lie Jesus told. What's the second biggest lie that Jesus told? Find me the, from the gospel. Find me something Jesus said that is false. If, if Jesus was lying about the fact that he's the son of God, it's the only thing he was lying about, you know, which doesn't make sense, does it? I was talking about, I was talking to, to Dick about this. I don't know whether you've heard that podcast yet. Um, where in, so. Is it out yet? It, yeah, yeah, it's just come out. Just come uh, out. About, about yeah. Psalm 2. Fine. which which i just just love Fine. um uh and 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 it, there's a there's a line where it goes um thou art my son this day have i begotten thee and it's it's um it's god obviously a thousand years before the birth of christ i mean this psalm was written a thousand years um telling us what the deal is through the psalms i mean it's it's a bit like your your incident with the with the mm. with the money that this yeah. this crazy stuff is real yeah. and yeah. and every day i sort of pinch myself uh in astonishment at at at, at what the what the deal is isn't it though but people think people think oh um i haven't read the bible because i'm not a christian and i would tell those people listen you're not a christian because you haven't read the bible like if people actually read the bible and knew all this stuff that was in there and saw how, wait a minute, but this is God talking about Jesus thousands of years before he turned up. Like this is, there's so much evidence in there that the Bible is true, that this world really is far more interesting than you've been told. It's far more interesting than you've been told. So much more. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, absolutely amazing. But you see, here's, here's another thing. So, the thing I try and explain to people where they sort of, they, they use the argument through incredulity. They're, they're, it's a rhetorical fallacy. It's, like, it's like, like Toby saying, oh, what, you mean to say that Bill Gates has got this plan to blah, blah, blah. 
and you're and you're supposed to go oh yeah now i think now you think now you mention it tobes yeah it is just outrageous that that could be possible I, i'm just going to give up my my belief system altogether because there's no evidence to support it yeah so but the thing i say to people when we talk about things like the nephilim and so on uh we, who are obviously there in their flying saucers there's, there's obviously the, the, there is this parallel technology out there and and the stuff that tesla's tesla's research has been suppressed by the FBI yeah. and the CIA and stuff yada 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 um, the thing I, I say to people is hang on a second here's the deal this this being this this all knowing all powerful being um, that, that lives outside time created us created this world and everything in it the, the stuff about about um evolution evolutionary theory is just a theory that was invented in the 19th century it's a load of rubbish it's a lie it's a lie okay so you were created by god in his image and so was everybody else and he's infinitely loving he's uh, that and and really he did make the lilies uh, and and it's true that Solomon in all his, his glory was not arrayed by one of these. This is this yeah. is look around you. Look at the the bluebell wood behind you, um, and so on. And if you accept that that is true, and it is true, then all bets are off regarding other things being implausible because God is capable of anything. So yes. why are you quibbling about the Nephilim? And look how much better it makes you feel as a person, right? The Bible says, by your fruits, you will know them. If you believe God's story of the universe, right, you're created in the image of God. And all this world is created for you. And you do this incredible creation of God. Or if you're going to go with science, you're a tadpole. <laughs> that randomly turned into a chicken, that turned into a monkey, that turned into you. Like, what does that tell you about yourself? Well, I just don't matter. I'm just random. I, I'm nothing. Like, you know, like, what's the scientific reason I shouldn't stab someone in the neck? There isn't one. You know, there's no morality in there. Like, science doesn't actually offer you anything. It offers you nothing. It says that nothing is... And uh, here's one. Reproductive organs. You're telling me that the male of the species evolved to have reproductive organs, and then, at the same time, the female of the species also just magically um, evolved a set of reproductive organs that, that completely fit the male set of reproductive organs. That's, mm. that's what you believe. Okay, in every species. All right, you know, it doesn't make any sense at all. If you really deep like evolution, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. They're asking you to believe that everything's random and, and look how amazing the world is. Look how amazing our bodies are and it's all just there's no intelligent design behind anything in the world i mean okay i mean if you believe that then they've got you then you know then you might as well just you know do whatever you want because yes no point. But it's obvious to us but when you're under the spell mm. because I, I i was i i with my new awareness i occasionally read articles i mean not not very often because obviously i try and steer away from any form of print media these days most wise occasionally you'll read articles book reviews say and it's such a dominant assumption it's it, it completely yeah. embedded in our culture as it would be i mean if you wanted to promulgate a lie and it was 
patently untrue. You would have to work really extra hard to, to make that lie become accepted truth in schools and universities and, and among journalists and so on. So, yeah, I agree it's bleeding obvious. Looking at a B, say, looking at how they've got different level proboscises according to the, the kind of stamen or whatever, or anther or you know, whatever they're digging there when they're collecting nectar. All these remarkable things, these beautiful things, the endless... I mean, isn't it ironic that one of the most, one of Satan's um, uh, most loyal lieutenants on this earth, David Attenborough, makes his living out of celebrating the beauty of God's creation yeah. and then selling us, a, selling us a line about it. Yeah, I mean, if, if, how do you, if you see how beautiful everything, how incredible everything is, if you, if you don't believe that it has a design, then how are you even celebrating how amazing it is? Because it's, you know, it's just all just this random creation. I mean, how did everything so amazing come without anyone designed it? Like, if I told you that, that nobody designed my Volvo and it's there, you wouldn't believe me. You'd be like, there's no way this car just, just was there. But what's more complicated, a human being or, or a Volvo? You know, like, it, it, but like you say, I mean, I guess it's pretty much nailed on. I mean, they get you when you're a kid. They get they you on all this stuff when you're in school. And that's why school is so overrun now by like, the, you know, the establishment and brainwashing because they need to get you before, like the devil tempts Jesus when he's at his lowest point, right? When he's been in fasting for 40 days, the devil comes at you when, you know, you're, you're not at your lowest ebb when you can't, it doesn't, never was one of fair fight, you know? So he can get you when you're five and get the whole of the establishment telling you this, this is the way it is. Then that's when he will get you. If we talk people about Jesus in history, people people would know that he's real. But he's the only historical character that they don't teach about in history, and all of history actually revolves around the date that he was born. It's quite incredible, really. Mm. I was thinking about why do all kids have dinosaurs on their pajamas? <sighs> dinosaurs. dinosaurs on... Good one for me. I like this. I was thinking the other day, like if you ask someone, like when was Jesus born, they tell you, "Oh, we're not sure. We don't know. It could have been here or there." But they know all this about dinosaurs, you know, like to the level of like uh, raptors were incredibly intelligent. It's like, how do you know that from the bones? Did you find some bones of them playing chess? Like, shut up. They hunted in packs. Well, you 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 caught a whole pack of them surrounding a mammoth as a fossil, did you? Shut up. You don't know all this stuff. Actually, you do know because you can. I know that velociraptors move really fast across CGI-generated planes. I've seen it. Know it all. The, the Diplodocus stood on the hind legs and arched its back and went up. It's like you know all of this from some dusty old bones. Get out of here. That would have been quite a good gig, though, wouldn't it? Actually, just being a 19th-century millionaire and just inventing shit about dinosaurs. Just like yeah, here's a, here's a, a big bone. I'm gonna construct this creature with these oh. plates these sticky up plates on no no hang on wait a second what about one with two horns and a kind of or with a frill like a rough like a like a like a elizabethan rough that would be good wouldn't it and have you seen how much children love dinosaurs my daughter loves dinosaurs and they're so mm. designed to appeal to like boys and their adhd and it's think about how much they teach you about dinosaurs and how much they teach you about Jesus. They don't teach you about Jesus at all. Like, they don't teach you to love each other and blah, blah, blah. How much more 
worth is it to you as a human being to learn about the stuff that Jesus said or to learn about the Stegliodocus? Like, that, it doesn't impact your life at all, what a dinosaur did or how it ate. But and, and they fill you up with that. They're so keen to tell you about the Megalodocious and all this crap. They're so keen to get you on that when you're a kid. And I you're, think that's what it is. You're younger than me, Alistair, um, obviously. Um, did, I, when I was at school, we had things called scripture classes. And when I started rereading the Bible, um, or well, I'm reading in full for the first time, but when I started going through the New Testament, I realized how incredibly well grounded I, I was in the Bible stories from, from my prep school and my, you know, my, my public school. Um, I was wondering whether that was the case when you were at school or, or had, had, it, had it by that time been kind of ousted from the curriculum. Well, still, still, when I was at school, we had religious education and we would learn what's in the Bible, but like it was in religious education. So it was, it was split out from history, which is where I think the, I think they should teach about Jesus in history because he's a historical figure, but because they split it into religious education, you can say to yourself, well, everything in religious education, it's kind of take it or leave it. You know, it's yeah. kind of, it might be real, might not be real. History's real. And they cut Jesus out of history and they put him into a religious education so you can choose to just, you know, completely disregard it. I think they should teach you about Jesus in history so people know that he was a real man who said real things and you should study what he said. Well, also, while they're about it, they should actually teach history in history. <laughs> oh, I mean, that would also help, as, oppo yeah. as opposed to made-up shit. <laughs> oh, there's so much, isn't there? You're just like, I don't know what to trust anymore. I don't want to think anymore. You know? Nothing. Well, you know, you know my rule, don't you? The, my my, my rule of thumb regarding that the more we are told something, the less likely yeah. it is to be true. The more it is ingrained in us at school yeah. and like the story about how Edward Jenner noticed the, the complexions of dairy maids and realised that that um, that smallpox was related to cowpox and therefore he took the kind of the pustulous scum from a cowpox fine bubo or whatever the, all the, all this stuff which 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 is great because it, it 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 makes a great impression doesn't it this sort of story you think yeah. oh yes hot dairy maids <laughs> nasty sores running sores and injection and sort of miracle it's like a, yeah. it's, it's it's like a kind of earthly miracle isn't it i mean when you when you when it comes down to it all these things are about replacing god yeah that's it that's exactly it that's exactly it. and they're all they're often the exact opposite of god for example god created everything the bible says what does humanity well science say god created nothing nothing was created there's no creator it's all just a big bowl of soup and you do whatever you want you know, so often that's how you can tell that it's the exact opposite of what the Bible says is often what the world says. Not just different, it's the opposite in almost all cases. Down to you're a man and she's a woman now. That's under a relentless attack. You know, you can't find anything in the Bible that isn't under relentless attack by the world, you know, by the media, by the culture. You know, it's it's pretty obvious what someone was on a podcast the other day and they were saying i don't understand why um you know the the muslim faith is so protected and pushed in this country but they hate christianity you know and it's like well the devil only attacks what's real the devil only attacks christianity if 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 christianity is real and everything else isn't real then the devil's fine build as many mosques as you like 
you know, go nuts. You know, it, you don't see them <laughs> under attack. You, the establishment love you to be a Muslim. Why do you think the establishment want you to be a Muslim? Do you think they love Allah? They just love Allah. They think that this is totally the right religion and they're pushing it. That's why? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that they're... It's the religion of peace and that's why they love it. Okay. Yeah, that is. Sure. It, it is. They're, they're getting so obvious now about mm. the about their dia, diabolical uh, affiliations. So, I mean, we, we, we can think of architectural examples we can we can think for example yeah. of the the audience hall at the vatican you know with the oh. with with the, the serpent's head clearly visible and the, and the yeah. uh, um and uh what else i mean you've got things like well pop culture now is so swarming with so infested within your face satanic oh satanic imagery i was thinking of another architectural example what what was i thinking of well you you did the uh the the, the, it's not quite architecture but the birmingham um the tower of babel the tower of i mean the tower of birmingham the commonwealth games opening ceremonies are just beyond the pale now there's literally a, a lady riding a satanic beast with a with holding a star that they worshipped at the beginning of the ceremony. They literally pray into fallen stars, and then they ride the beast, and it's just like, guys, this is... For anyone that's read the Bible, you're like, this is all satanic mark of the beast. And you kind of wonder what any of this stuff has got to do with the history of of Birmingham? Nothing. It's just like... Nothing. Nothing at all. That's why I was taking the piss through the whole thing. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is totally about Birmingham. Like, none of it is. None of it is. Like, yeah. it's so insane now. They're so overt with it that I think they're moving into the stage where they're just like, yeah, we worship the devil and what are you going to do about it? You yeah. know what I mean? It is that, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, the other example I was thinking of, of course, is the, re- the, the literal recreation of the Tower of Babel in Brussels. And you've got loads of sort of Masonic buildings with eyes, you know, single eyes in Sort of public buildings, hospitals, the obelisks, and stuff. the obelisks, obelisks everywhere. Asherah poles. No one even questions. Like, hey, why is there an obelisk in London? Why is there a giant obelisk? Do you know there's a statue to the god Osiris at the Princess Diana Memorial? No, I walked past it the other day. A statue to the god Osiris at the Princess Diana Memorial. I'm like, Ooh. who approved this? And what What's about, this got to do with Diana? What about the pyramid? In Balmoral. Oh, yeah. Somebody, I think someone in your chat showed that to me. I was like, wait Whoa. a minute. What? Whoa. What? What is going on? Yeah, but on? this is, Alistair, this is all just conspiracy theory stuff. It's just that people have, you know, accidentally gone around erecting these symbols of of a sort of Luciferian one world order. Um, just why is there a pyramid on the American money? Like, no one even just stops and goes, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, why would there be a pyramid with an eye? On an American dollar. Anyone got any sort of answer to that that's got nothing to do with like the occult? And, like there isn't. And in Latin, New World Order. Oh, it's, it's just like. It's what? beyond like the eyes to see. This is people like Tobes. They're never going to say, oh, yeah, I do think that there was something odd about 9 11. You know, I mean, you could just 9 11 or that guy who shot up. You remember the Vegas shooter? Yes. The Vegas shooter. We never heard anything more about. It's like the the amount of holes in that story 
that you would have to to believe that one man just took like you know 75 kilograms of atomic weapons to the top floor of a hotel and then at one point in the footage you can see two guns going off at the same bloody time like and and the the families of that are still trying to get the answers no one's given them the answers you know it's very clear something odd's going on to anyone paying attention it presuming that it actually happened i mean i mean i i, I i'm quite kind of enticed by Oli Damagyard's um Gamma Damagyard theories that, that yeah. a lot of a lot of it the, that these days they don't even bother to kill people because right. it's easier just to just to get crisis actors to fake the whole bloody thing like yeah, that could the, be the case the recent killings for example alleged alleged killings the 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 uh, the, the the Christian school that was at yeah at, 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 the the dress was 33 and three adults and three children no were allegedly killed and you see the the shoes don't match as well the shoes the don't one. match you seen that one I have. So yeah, he's wearing Vans on the way in and yeah. Nike's on the way out or vice versa. Yeah, on the, the body cam footage, the shoes don't match the CCTV. They're different shoes. And it's like, there's always holes in these. And that, no one's explained that yet. And people always just go, oh, you've seen it wrong. Your eyes have deceived you, you know. But sometimes I think that they deliberately put these things in there. Um, there was a Matthew McConaughey one where his wife came out and she was like, I'm wearing the shoes of the dead girl or something, but they were clearly like different shoes. There's something where I think they might just be to a degree sort of trolling us a little bit, you know, making deliberate mistakes. I think it's two. Your face. I don't know. I think it's two things, at least two things. Um, one is that they're trolling us. It's like the same thing you get dupers delight. Yeah. They, 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 they relish the fact that they're, they think they're cleverer than us and they're just mocking us look, look at look at this stuff look at these videos we're making and and you think it's just a pop video uh yeah. so so there's there's that but also there's the karmic thing that that they are the the, the satanists the luciferians are, are are bound by a perverse moral code which is a sort of simulacrum of of the christian moral code and it's about karma it's about that that if they show you the method yeah. then they are absolved of moral responsibility. I, mean, I love the idea that they think they've got morals, but they do. They, 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 it's not... I think it's also to bypass your free will. Like God gave you free will. So if they show you what they're doing to you and you don't do anything about it, then, well, they're choosing to ignore it. You know? Yeah. And they have I was, to do that. I was wondering about this. I, I, I'm sure you can explain it very simply. And I, I'm sure I'm just being stupid here. But um, somebody was sharing a, an old interview of Stephen Fry being asked yeah. on Irish TV what he would say to to God. I've done a video went. on this. Oh, did you? My last sort of take the piss, I couldn't help myself. You know, when he was like, I would say to God, how dare you? How dare you? I just couldn't help but laugh at that. The idea of Stephen Fry, you're going to talk down to God, are you? Yeah. You're going to say, how dare you, God? How dare you? I'm Stephen Fry and I sit in judgment of you, God. It's ridiculous. He doesn't understand the, the way the world... He doesn't understand that all the death and the suffering in this world is because of us. You know, the, the point he was making was, with God's real, why is there all this pain and suffering and death in the world? It's like, wh why didn't God put us in some paradise? Well, where's the first place that God put us, Stephen? God put us in paradise, okay? And why did we come out of paradise? Because we refused to do what God said. Yeah. Okay, we, we were like, we don't want to live the way you want us to live, God. We want to choose for ourselves 
what's good and evil. We want knowledge of evil, God. And then you turn around, well, there's evil everywhere. How dare you, God? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's insane. Like, yeah. well, I mean, my thing on uh, Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden was, if you think about it, if you ask these people who are atheists, let's say, it's like, do you want to live in a world where you can't do anything wrong? And they say, no, no. It's like, oh, okay. So you, but do you want bad stuff to happen to you? No. Right, so your ideal world is somewhere where you can choose to do some wrong, but nothing bad ever happens to you. Guess where God put you, jackass? Exactly that place, the Garden of Eden. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to you, but you can choose to do something wrong. And we chose to do something wrong, yeah. so we came out of paradise. Now we're in the shit. And, and the whole of the Bible is basically God trying to undo this error that we made. It's not God's fault that there's evil and pain and suffering. That's literally what you chose. And God literally said, don't eat this or you'll die. What do you deserve? If someone says to you, don't eat this or you're going to die and you eat it, what do you think, what do you think is, is just to happen to you? Yeah. Yes. And also, I don't know why it is because there are some sort of mysteries beyond our, our ken. But, the nature of duality, the, okay. the, the, the dual nature of the universe, every, everything has an opposite. Mm. So you cannot have love without hate. Yeah. You cannot have good without, without evil. It just seems to be the sort of the immutable law. Yeah. And I certainly can't conceive of, of, a, of a, a universe where, where this was not, was not so. Where there was, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's so, hard to imagine. Well, well, indeed. So, so to, to be demanding as 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 Stephen Fry does, a world where children don't get eye worm or get, get yeah. you know, actually that's David David Attenborough's one. They're sort of the the worms that eat yeah. your eyes. Stephen Fry's is is is, is, is is children's bone cancer. Well, a I'd argue that almost certainly that bone cancer is caused by by the the satanic elites who are yeah, who, who run the medical system. I mean, yeah. that, that's a given. Um, of course. You think when Jesus is in charge of this world, when he's reigning here, that there's going to be eye worms? We've got the technology to prevent all that stuff from happening. There's enough stuff in this world for us to prevent bone cancer in children. 90% of the cancer that people have is, yeah, it's man-made. It's yeah. probably injected into a baby when they're, when they're born most of the time, you know? I would have thought so. It makes sense to me. Like, well, I found out the other day that cancer is essentially the body's response to poison. That it creates a cancerous tumour to stick all the poison in there. And this made sense to me because I had someone very close to me in my life who got cancer when they were one. And I remember thinking, how has this person got cancer when they were one? And now I know about vaccines what I know. I'm like, oh, I know how you got cancer when you were one. I know what was in your body that was disgusting that your body wanted to get rid of when you were one. I yeah. know. I know full well how you get cancer when you're one now, you know? So a lot of these horrible things in the world, I mean, all of them are down to us, to our decision that we want to be in charge. We want to decide what's good and evil. Well, now, now you got what you asked for. Like humans are in charge of what's good and evil and it's getting pretty bad. Um, Alistair, this is a complicated question which you may not be able to answer. Um, <laughs> but if anyone's going to be able to answer it, it's you. Um, our souls... Um, infinite. The, yeah. I mean, the, the souls that you and I are, are, are trying to yeah. save. Especially. Yes, yes. That's why hell is such an awful concept that people don't want to 
address because it's forever. Like we're created forever. We're infinite, infinite being. Everything with a soul is, is infinite and you have to be somewhere. Uh, you can either be with God or you can be nowhere near God. Okay. But are you of the party that, because I know there's sort of dispute over, have you, have you discovered, by the way, Michael S. Heiser? No. Oh, he's dead now. It's really, it's really annoying. I discovered him just, I, I was thinking, he'd be so good on the podcast. And then I, I looked him up and he died to, oh, the, the day before. Wow, what a swine. But he's really, really good on things like, the, he's, he's, he's kind of, he's got an incredibly deep knowledge of scripture and of ancient languages so he's, he's got the hebrew he's got the greek he's got the so he, he's, he's familiar with 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 the gospels and the and the scripture in all its all its forms nice. and he's cool he's, he's laconic and he's funny and he's 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 wry and, nice. and witty he's just like the dream the dream he's just he's the guy you'd want going out to bat for for christianity but right. he's gone now. So, but, but you can you can still see some of his. Um, his How did he die? Like shipping accident, uh, plane crash, interviews. Um, yeah, he's good. I can't remember why I mentioned him now. That's the problem. Um, we're talking about. I asked you the souls. soul. Infinite souls. Infinite soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, do you think it was only a third of the heavenly hosts that rebelled against God? Yeah. yeah. Um. Is there any way that they can even the numbers? Is that what they're trying to do by by season? Um, well, so this is getting into. So you've got the fallen angels, but then you've also got demons who are different, right? So in the Bible, it's explained that the 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 angels that were supposed to be watching the earth they came down to earth and they they uh, had sex with female human beings and they had offspring. Yeah, that's where all these giants come from. So. A human being is a, a soul in a body, right, that has a, a spirit. Well, an angel is a spirit being that can inherit a body. So when an angel that's a spirit being that doesn't have a soul, right, so you've got a spirit that then has sex with a woman, so the offspring that you're left with, okay, doesn't have a soul. So when, when the giants of old, men of renown from the Bible, when they die, they, there's, where do they go? They don't, they can't, they're not saved by Jesus. They're not, so that is what I believe demons are. They're different from fallen angels. So in the flood, for example, when all these giants were wiped out, the giants are the offspring of angels and humans. So they're not like a human. They don't have uh, a soul. So... Humans have infinite souls, um, uh, but uh, I think angels also are infinite beings because they're going to be in the lake of fire forever. Um, so I think, yeah, we are created as infinite beings. And that's why as a human being, you have a longing for something more than this life, if you think about it. Okay, no, I, I mean, I, I agree that souls are eternal. What, yeah. I'm, what I mean is infinite by i mean in the numbers of souls out there how many souls are there oh well that's the one for god i've no 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 I, I just thought you i i knew it was a bit of a tough one i just that is I'm, a real tough one like that's that's a that's a god one you know like um, my wife was asking me questions about adam and eve and she was like well, why did why did god put the tree in there if he knew blah 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 and why did and i said to her listen what are the rules for creating life do you know and she was like uh, no, I'm like, well, these are, this is the type of thing that is for God. It's not for me. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's certain things where it's just like, I'm not supposed to understand that. And, and this, is, this is one of them. And I don't waste my time on trying to, you know, get in that sort of lane. That makes sense. Yeah, but you know, it's everything is a. There's 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 no clear delineation, which which is stuff which is completely beyond our ken, and therefore you know, taking the taking the you know, it's for God. You know, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't even go there. And stuff that's kind of marginal, like yeah, okay. Like Nephilim and and I'll give you an example, like Flat Earth, for example. Yeah, people tell me, you know, there's an ice wall in Antarctica. It's like, why do you think I would even spend any time? Like, I'm not going to Antarctica, and if, whether there's a wall there or not, it's not. That's not the reason I'm not going to Antarctica. I'm never going to go to Antarctica. I'm never going to whether the Earth is flat or round. It doesn't. It's not a relevant problem to me. You know, like. Why would I spend... I, I'm not discounting the fact... I'm not saying that everyone who thinks this is wrong or whatever. It's just the curvature of the earth is never going to impact my life to any degree that I'm going to spend time on it. You know who lives in Antarctica, don't you? Go on. Under the sea. Yeah. Mentioned a lot in the Bible. Go on. Begins with a le. Leviathan. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Leviathan. Yikes. The sea monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I, is, do you think there's only one Leviathan? Uh, isn't Leviathan also the name of one of the demons? Yeah, um, one of the chief. De- Satan's a real chief pain demons. in the ass demon, actually, as I understand yeah. it. Just to do really... with like homosexuality in men or homosexuality in women. There's like Lilith, Leviathan. I don't even like to say these names. Um, no. Yeah. There's the, there is a demon I think who's or uh, uh, who's expressly in charge of sodomy, for yes. example. And oh yeah. It, 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 it just like. I want to be in charge of like. trans- Baphomets, transgender, believe it or not. So when all these, when it's such a push to gender, and it's like, oh, you, you guys don't even know that this Baphomet a- is having a field day at the moment. Of course, I just saw a Lynx ad where the guy literally turns into a a, a, a goat head. This is supposed to be an advert for deodorant, and then at the end they're under the they're under the tree from the Garden of Good and Evil, and it's just like, my God, if you guys had any idea of the the symbology is so blatant. If you read the Bible, it's like. Oh, and you know this the goat. You're the goat. I'm the goat. Everyone's goading it up. Like that's who that's who they're talking about. They just don't realize playing the giddy goat. Yeah, they don't realize. They don't know how how much this all reeks of like these demons that are just running amok down here because their time is short. They're running out. This is, I believe, we're coming towards the end, and that's why things are getting so nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think that there is, they all, they, they walk among us. You can see it sometimes in, in, in people's eyes. Yeah. Um, and they really don't like at my, at my, um, after my event with Neil Oliver. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned God as I, as I do. You know whether I'm at these things or whether I'm out fox hunting. I try and you know nice. kind of white pill people. Same. That's part of part of my my outreach. Same. <laughs> um, but one of one of one of the uh, sort of fellow Christians who's properly down the rabbit hole. You know the sort. They said to me, um, she said to me, that my only criticism was you really should have mentioned Jesus by name. Because the demons particularly hate Jesus' name. They just, and if you talk about the blood of Jesus, they go absolutely nuts. 
It's interesting that, isn't it? I mean, given that given that God and Jesus are the same the same person, and uh, and yet there is a kind of distinction, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, these demons used to slap me around all over the place before I was a Christian, because I found out about the evil in the world before I was a Christian, and I remember challenging these demons almost like you know like oh, i'm gonna get you because i'm such a good guy and so they just slap me around all over the place before i was a christian but when did they how tell yeah. me oh i was i was paranoid i was sick my hair was falling out you know i had a bad relationship with my mum and dad like you know it was really affecting me this knowledge of the evil in the world without being covered by god without god protecting me if, if you don't have god protecting you these demons can just you know run havoc all over your life and they were they were like you know my life my dad will tell you like oh i was really worried about you and it's like well yeah you should have been really worried about me you know i was in the entertainment industry i was basically managed by criminals you know they knew that i was wanted to expose all the criminal activity in the world and they were you know basically trying to gaslight me and terrify me and they were doing a pretty good job of it um and it's only since i found god that now i realize that all these people and either on earth or in the spirit world they they have no choice but to leave me alone because you know Jesus is standing over my shoulder and when you truly realize that then you can live in this horrible world and just just revel in it you know I, I have a very joyful existence in this world even though I believe that you know it's run by Satan and all these and our politicians are all corrupt etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know God is with me and he really is and it, he really has changed my life in so many different ways that once you truly realize that, you know, God's angels are protecting you if you're, if you're uh, you know, walking with God. And the closer you walk with God, and this is one of the reasons why I'm trying to give up all of my sin. It's just the closer you walk with God, you know, the better you are. And for someone like us, for someone like us who are actually trying to spread the word and talk about Jesus, you know, you need to be walking so closely to God. You really do, because the enemy would love to, you know, trip you up. Okay, so here's um here's the thing if we wanted to do things properly yes should we not be going to live on top of a a pillar no or in a cave be all things to all men paul says in the bible as a christian you're supposed to be all things to all men which is why when people tell me why do you still watch football or why do you still do this it's because god wants me to live a normal life and in order to connect to people, you have to be a normal person. You don't have to flagellate yourself on a pole, you know, and be the holiest of holy and the bloody, bloody, blah. I mean, if that's who God wants you to be, then do that. But I don't think that's what God that's wants true. you to be. That's true. I get a very, very powerful sense that he wanted me to, well, he wants me to, to do fox hunting, for example. There you he go. Just, he totally does. You might save someone or someone might be saved by God, obviously, but through you because you met them fox hunting. Oh, I no totally God, do. Oh, all the time. I'm, I'm always, I'm always, I, I, I'm saying, you know, are you, are you saying, are you saying a prayer right now? Because, because I tell you, I, I've, you know, I've, I've, I, I say the Lord's prayer before I do this, and maybe, maybe you plant the idea in their heads that, Absolutely. that yeah, it, it's, it's totally part of my outreach. I'm glad you said that. I mean, it, it, it is, it does accord with my understanding of, of, of how things are. By the way, have you? Have you given up stuff for Lent? Uh, not this year. Every year I usually do Lent. But to be honest with you, I'm running out of things to give up that God doesn't want me to have. You know, like there were certain ones that weed used to be a big one of mine. I used to be permanently stoned. 
a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And then God sent me a very, very clear message. And I was always like, well, it's, it's of the earth. So God put it here. So he wants me to do it all the time. And then God sent me a very clear message where he said, I want you to get rid of that. And I've not been back since. Okay. I might have a little bit once in every couple of years, but I knew that I was relying on it. I was, would use it before every live stream and right. it, was, it had become an idol. And I knew that God wanted me to get rid of that. And I, it took me a few, a while to get rid of it. But God literally, I prayed and asked, I was watching a video. I'll tell you the story. I was watching a YouTube video from a guy called Mark the Messenger. And he was saying how one of the prayers you should, you should ask is you should say to God, have I got any stuff in my house that is a witchcraft or that you want me to get rid of? And I paused the video and I said that prayer. And then I played the video and he said, mine was weed. And he goes, and it was, it, people don't know that weed is to do with witchcraft and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, I came home and I threw everything to do with weed out my house that, that day. And I've pretty much walked away from it since then. And, but I would love for me to be able to have a little bit here and there. But I get the feeling, unfortunately, that God is telling me, no, I don't want you to have anything to do with that. Um, Interesting. Because um, it's a weed. And if I could just, you know, the Adam and Eve story? Yeah. This earth is cursed. And God actually says to Adam, because you've done this, I'm going to make it difficult for you. And there's going to be weeds and there's going to be thorns. And then when I was like, oh, it's a weed. So even though it's by God, God has put some things on this earth, like thorns and weeds, that to, to curse the earth. Like not, it doesn't mean that necessarily everything on this earth is there for your benefit. You know, it's a cursed earth. The, the, the ground has made particularly difficult for you to, to work because of the fall of man. So you can look at something like weed and be like, okay, this might be, it's of God, but it might be like the thorns. It might be here to, you know... To mess with us. Yeah. 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 But, you know, um, I, I gave that up and then betting on the football. I used to always, I would only bet like 50p, but it was like I would watch all the football because I would bet on all the football. And God was like, uh uh uh, I don't want you doing that. And I was like, uh, and that's gone. And every time I get rid of something like that, my life improves. I walk closer to God by getting rid of the stuff that God doesn't want me to have. And you, you probably know what God doesn't want you to have. You know, uh, but you sort of, oh, no, I, I really like this. So I'm going to pretend that God wants me to have it. But God did not want me to have weed, unfortunately. So I had to get rid of it <laughs> entirely. You know, I really. And, but I would get stoned and just think about God. And I, you know, I'd really. And so it wasn't like I was using it for anything bad, but I still got the message. Yeah. God was saying no. Yeah. What about that's, you? That's interesting. I I hadn't given up something for Lent mm. and then Dick mentioned that he had mm. and I suddenly thought, well, yeah, maybe I should just stop having my my single cigarette uh, a day well, for, for, the, for the, just because like, it's really annoying. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But um, you're thinking about Christ spending 40 days fasting in the wilderness mm. and you're thinking actually is it such a big deal to have that reminder yes. of what he did by just not having a fag yep um but fasting so, is something i recommend i really do recommend i've done a bit of that 
but not good for you as well but not i've i've met this this uh, there's a a bloke in the gym who's done two 40 day fasts no food at all no whoa whoa i I get to like two three days and i'm out like you know yeah yeah but more mental weakness more like i want i want some food rather than physically i can't go on does that make sense yeah of course I, I mean, could go forty days. I'm sure I could physically, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, but you, but, but, but you see, look, these things are. There comes a point where these things become selfish. I mean, that they 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 can be beautiful things, but you've got to live in the world. You say you've got to live yeah. in the world. You've got dependence. You've got that. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not sure that God necessarily wants us to. Well, as I put it, to go and live on a pillar, or yeah. in. No, he in a cave, and 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 if you went on your forty day fast, you would effectively be going into living to living in a cave. It'd be a pain in the ass for all all around you. True. True. I mean, I fast as I feel God leads me, and I feel like after a couple of days, God's like, okay, nice one. You know, I don't feel like God is, but but some people like John the Baptist, God did say, I want you to go and blah 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 blah. But I doubt that's quite rare. You know, I doubt that we're on a John the Baptist level. You know what I'm saying? Like. Quite rare for that to be the case. I don't want to be sawn in half with a wooden saw, wooden bladed oh, yeah. saw. Do you? What was that Elijah? Yeah. No. Who was that? Elijah. It was Elijah. Yeah. It was Elijah? What was the one that was one? One Elijah was raptured, though, wasn't he? Was that the thing is, Eliza? So you're given the choice. Like either you can be you, or you can be the greatest prophet of of the old testament i mean he just he's streets ahead of all the others he's yeah. absolutely fantastic he's obviously directly connected with god but the deal is you get sawn in half with a wooden i mean i like to the, think that they probably feel no pain under these circumstances well think, this oh, is the question if you go into it like you want to saw me in half because i love god go for it i reckon god comes in and you yeah. don't feel any pain and you know same with daniel like going into the lion's den if you really have faith and you're like yeah you know, if you really believe that God's with you, whatever these people are going to do to you, then I think you come. That's how you come through that trial. You just yeah. maintain faith with God, and then it's all good. Um, the good thing is, Alistair. Although, although I have given up fags, yeah, I haven't given up coffee. Oh, and same. what God is saying to me now is, look, you could you could chat to Alistair for a long time, but. It is time when you go and have coffee with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Excellent. but listen, thank you for inspiring me. Thank you. For, thank you for reminding me what a completely half-assed Christian I am compared to Not you. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Don't be ridiculous. But you are. But you are. You are inspirational, Alistair. It's, uh, and Thanks. it's it, it's it's great. And you're and you're, you're funny. You oh, are yes. actually funny. That's why I'm locked in this shed, James. That's why you won't find me anywhere near you, a, a stand-up comedy show. You'll find... You're, I, I think that God may help you achieve your dream of being on the Joe Rogan show and promoting... Your... <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even want to go now. I'd be terrified. No, no. You could be... It wouldn't surprise me if after this podcast, God arranged a comedy special hosted by Joe Rogan with the trigger... You'd probably get second billing to the trigger not nomotry duo. Wow, that's so so important. Yeah, yeah okay. We'll see. See, you can but dream, uh, but if you ask God, he will give. 
That's true. That's very true. Good. Well, um, Alistair, tell, tell, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. Um, well, my Rumble channel is a good place to start. That's Alistair Williams. You can find me on Rumble. Um, and I have a little, I have a Christian merchandise store at uh, www.godsavethestream17.com where you can buy various pieces of Christian merchandise that I have arranged. We do like uh, little flasks that have the Psalms on them and stuff, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. So, yeah, we've got like a little Christian merchandise if anyone's in the market for that. That's a good way to help and support me. What's your favourite psalm, by the way? 144, I think. Ah. Or, or what's the one that demons hate? 20, 22, 23? Um, 23. Yeah. 23. What, 144 is, blessed is the Lord my, my, my strength, teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight, that one. That's the one, yeah. Good it's one. good. It's a good one. There's some there's some good ones out there, but I'm not as versed in the Psalms as you and Dick. You're the Psalm kings. Yeah, but yeah, but it's just a thing that we do. It's not a kind of good thing. Yeah, it's great. Most great. people do cocaine. We're doing Psalms. I'm doing I'm doing number ninety at the moment, which is the oldest Psalm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's that one? It's the one where you get the line about three score years and ten. Okay. Oh, that's how long we live. Um, according to the psalm, and then it says you might live to 80, but it's just going to be so rubbish the last years that it's not worth it. Deal. <laughs> I'm happy um, with three score and ten. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it starts, Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another. And it goes on. And it, it, but So it's, it, it, it sort of sets out the terms. Okay. That, I like it. I'll give it a bash. Yeah, it's, it, they're all good. I've I've been using... I've been using Coverdale rather than King James. I, I, I started off by oh. learning the King James versions. Yeah. But Coverdale's 100 years earlier. And, I mean, he gets quoted heavily by the King James version. Right. And I just like the idea of this bloke writing them rather than a committee writing them. Yeah, that does sound... I think you've mentioned that before. I remember thinking, oh, that sounds good. But I think it's moot. I mean, the, the advantage of learning, of learning the King James versions is that you'll have much more traction with the Americans because they don't have the Book of Common Prayer, which is what right. the Coverdale's in. They have the King okay. James Version. So you, you'll, you'll probably get a sort of a bigger reach with your Maybe psalm. The, I've got a New American Standard Bible, which is just like a Bible for toddlers. You know, it's just like the simplest version of the language. But I figure I'm going to do that one, then I'm going to, gra- then I'm going to graduate to the King James. Because sometimes I read the King James and I'm just like, well, listen, I've got no idea what was just said there. No. You know, so it might be the more accurate version, but if I don't understand it, then what good is you it? Can't, you can't read the King James while you're stoned, I'll tell you. I, I can imagine, yeah. No, it's can't just... can't read it while I'm sober. No, it, it, it's, it's, it's tricky. Um, anyway, um, may I just say, lovely, dear viewers and listeners, um, thank you very much for, for enduring the, <laughs> the, the tedium that is the Delling Pod. Um, please... Do remember to support me. I really appreciate those of you who do. Um, you can support me on Patreon, on Subscribestar, on Substack. Uh, you can do the, buy me a coffee. Um, what have I mentioned now? Subscribestar. Um, locals, of course. Um, I really appreciate when you do it. Does, it does make a difference. I, I haven't got time to thank each and every one of you, but, but, it, but it, 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 it's great. So 
thanks a lot please keep doing that remember because the the enemy is everywhere and they uh, and the enemy is trying to demonetize people like me and alistair but luckily god's got our back in the end so that's happy <laughs> thanks alistair cheers see you later yeah bye 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 <laughs>